Um, I'm going to start off by blessing you. I want to see God's breakthrough in your life, in your situations. So I'm going to bless you. I bless you now in the name of Jesus that you would know Jesus more wonderfully. I bless you that you'd receive healing if you need healing in your body, in your mind, in your emotions, in your spirit. I bless you even right now to receive the guidance of God or, or the help of God. I bless you to flourish and prevail in whatever life challenges you're experiencing right now. And I bless you to feel peace, to feel hope, to feel love, to feel joy, whatever your circumstances. May, may those attributes of the fruit of the Spirit be on your life. In Jesus' name, may it be. Amen. Amen. All right, family, welcome back to our series about prayer. We started our study looking at what Jesus says about prayer and what John, his disciple, wrote about prayer over 50 years, having followed Jesus and been praying for 50 years after Jesus ascended into heaven. And both Jesus and John, after 50 years of real-life experience, tell us that we should have the highest expectation that God will actually, actually answer our prayers. And Jesus said this in John chapter 14. He said, whatever you ask in my name, I will do it so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you need one of those why should God answer your prayers moments, here is one right from the Bible, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. A reason for God to answer your prayers. If you ask me anything, says Jesus, in my name, I will do it. Fifty years later, after walking this path for a while, John writes this in 1 John chapter 5. This is the confidence we have before him. If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears whatever we ask, we know that we have whatever we have asked of him. I read this. And I look at my prayer life, and I think, this should work better. This should work better. This should work way better. Jesus and the Bible say very, very clearly that we should have the highest expectations that our prayers will actually, actually be answered. That anything we ask according to the will of God, our prayers are extremely likely to be answered. Now, how do we know what the will of God is? We talked about this last week, and we talked about how to seek out the will of God in complicated situations, but most of the time, knowing God's will is relatively simple. I fictionally throw 80% of the time. I have no idea if that's true or not, but I put this chart on the board, and, and the chart is, is what we're trying to do in prayer. Most of the time, we're asking things to move towards God's ideal, His ideal will as it always is done in heaven, and versus how things are done on earth, His allowed will. And as we're praying, we're asking for things to improve, for people, you know, to be healed or be out of awful situations or break free from um, addictions or whatever. When we're praying for a lot of the things in our life, we're just asking for their situations to be better. And that's moving it towards in alignment with God's will. We talked about, um, we talked about how God's will connected to your prayer request, it's very significant when it comes to answered prayer. 
but it's more of a starting point. It's more of a starting point. Just because something is in alignment with God's will, it's pulling, just because it's moving a situation towards more of God's heavenly ideal doesn't mean it's actually going to happen. That's just where our prayers can kick in with confidence, with expectation. Okay, we are in alignment. We're praying with what God ideally would like done. And that can fire us up to pray hard, and that can fire us up to pray expectantly with huge amounts of faith that God's in this moment. Whether, whether it's something to be shifting away from awful towards some sort of God's ideal amazing. But God's will, as we talked about last week, is piece number one when it comes to answered prayer. But there are four other things that may hinder, may block, may delay, may hold up our prayers being answered. Um, even if it's in alignment with God's will, there's some other things that can, can hold things up. The, the other four, well, you've got God's will. The other four are faith, like my faith, the faith of the prayer, the one who prays. Uh, there is uh, free will of other people. There is free will of angelic beings. And then there's this spiritual war going on. And there's, there's things that we can do to increase, uh, increase the, the good side. That's, that's the Jesus side. In that, in that war, and we're going to be talking through that over the next couple weeks. But we start with God's will, and then the second most significant piece in all of this answered prayer thing is, is faith. That's the, that's the next most significant piece. Usually, God's will is not the issue. We like to blame God. Like, well, it must not have been His will, that's why it didn't happen. Usually God's will is not the issue when it comes to prayers not being answered. Our faith, or lack thereof, is much, 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 much more of the issue, in, at least in our generation. Before I read the passage that we're going to be talking about today, we need to have a little bit of a, just an honesty moment, a starting here moment. When it comes to our prayer requests, it's the prayers that we really, genuinely, deeply, honestly expect God to answer. Those are the ones that are being answered. And there really aren't many of those. There really aren't many of those. We have very low expectations that God is going to answer most of our big prayers. I mean, we might expect him to answer the bless this food to the nourishments of our body and help me in this conversation and help me in, in this interview process or whatever. But most of our big prayers that really require a miracle, an obvious move of God in our humble opinion, uh, we don't have super high expectations for because we're not really expecting God to do something really amazing and supernatural um, immediately right in front of us. Our expectations are low. And so we find ourselves in a reality that we feel um, doubt that God is going to answer our prayer, and that uncertainty, uncertainty that God will answer our prayers undermines most of our prayers being answered. Our uncertainty, our lack of certainty that God's going to answer our prayers undermines most of our prayers being answered. Now here's two passages that we're going to talk about today, connecting faith with our prayers being answered. Now there are so many passages in the Bible connecting faith and requesting of God of something. So many. 
If you just look at Jesus' life, people are always asking him for this and that. And, and okay, this person, um, according to your faith, be it done to you. Or these people who brought you here. Paul sees somebody and says, he has the faith to be healed, so he gets healed. Um, you, you see um, you see. Jesus telling off people because their faith is too low, like Peter started sinking after walking on water. Um, sorry, your faith is too low. I'm going to tell you off for that. Um, the disciples can't cast out a demon in one particular moment because their faith is too low. The waves of the sea were scary. Where is your faith, people? Jesus' robe is, or at least the tassel on his robe is being touched by a woman who's bleeding, and her faith brings about this miracle moment as she trusts um, as she, basically, she's trusting what the Bible says about this Jesus is true. The topic is everywhere when it comes to the essentialness of faith connected to prayers actually, actually being answered. But I'm going to just pick on two passages that are so blatant. Number one is Mark 11. And Mark 11, we read, Jesus replied to them, have faith in God. Truly, I tell you, if anyone says to this man, okay, how about this? If, if anyone who is really, really, really godly says to this man, no, no, no. There's something about all these prayers that, that it's pretty much anyone, everyone, anybody who will believe, right? If anyone says to this mountain, not just the super godly people, to be lifted up and thrown into the sea and does not doubt in his heart but believes that what he says will happen, it will be done for him. Therefore, I tell you, everything you pray and ask for, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. I mean, the book of Matthew, this is in the book of Mark, the book of Matthew uses this same stuff twice in two different parts. This apparently is something rather, rather normal that Jesus was talking about when he's teaching on, on prayer. He uses that same mountain, um, mountain thing in, in two different situations. So what's the key to this passage here? Well, you have faith in God. You speak out your prayer. You do, you do not doubt in your heart, but you believe that what you say will happen, and it will be done. I mean, that doesn't take a Bible exegete to figure that out. That's just following the passage. What is it saying there? What is it saying there? And then again, everything you pray, believe, and it will be yours. But the key is, you got to believe. And you, 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 you can't doubt in your heart. And, and that's pretty much the, the definition of faith. You know what faith is, according to Hebrews 11? Faith is actually believing. Faith is believing. Faith is actually, actually believing. It's not this, you know, like, ooh, faith, I have faith, I have it. it faith is actually, I believe it. I believe it. Faith is believing. Why aren't most of our prayers answered? My guess is that one of the major reasons so many of our big prayers go unanswered or take forever to be answered is because we have extremely low expectations that our prayers are going to be answered. We don't really believe most of them will be. We doubt in our hearts that most of our desperate and good prayers will actually, actually be answered. We might hope 
that they're answered. But friends, there is a big difference between hoping a prayer is answered and believing it will be answered. They feel similar, but they are vastly different. Hope includes some doubt in that context. Hope versus expectant. And the Bible's called us to move beyond hope to being expectant. I believe this is going to be the case, that I've been heard. Okay, that's one passage. Next passage. James chapter 1. James 1, verse 5. If any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God, who gives to all generously and ungrudgingly, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith without doubting. For the doubter is like the surging sea, driven and tossed by the wind. That person, the doubting one, should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Now, we think of this as being about wisdom specifically, but actually this, this is pass, in this passage here, wisdom is an example connected to prayer. This is just very much exactly in line with all the teaching of prayer in the Bible. And so you're asking God, in that case, for wisdom, but fill in the blank for your own prayer request, basically, in this, in this passage here. What is God like? Okay, I'm asking God for this. What is God like? Well, He gives generously. God's not reluctant to give good things. We feel like He might be, but that's not the case at all. The Bible repeatedly teaches us that He is generous and eager to answer all of your prayers. Like you can't escape that messaging. It's all over. It's, it's over the top clear. So you, you have this, and he, and he loves giving good gifts. We see this generous God, this eager to give God, uh, e e eager to give anything you ask, as long as it's not evil, as long as it's not against what, his will. Like, he, he's generous here. So he's, he's, we, we understand that he's generous. We're asking God he's generous. Secondly, he, it says ungrudgingly. My translation growing up said without finding fault. Without finding fault. God, when you, when you bring a prayer request, he's not looking for a reason to not answer your prayer. He's not doing the are you worthy game. Well, yeah, you kind of did that. You messed up over there, so mm, no answered prayer. That is a completely, the, the, the passage here is saying that is not at all how God's, what God's like when it comes to your answered prayer. Now, godliness and obedience does play a role in answered prayer, but that's in the war, which we're going to talk about in a few weeks. That's not when it comes to faith and expectancy. You can't let guilt undermine your faith. Your self uh, guilt and, and self, you know, like unwor feeling unworthiness, you need to take that to the cross and pray with expectancy. That God is, that God is for you. Your misbehavior does not blow up your prayer request. God isn't looking for reasons to not answer prayer. He's re looking for reasons to answer your prayers, and there is one. Faith. That's what he's looking for. Do you have the faith for this prayer request? Do you have the faith and expectancy? Now, if you have some doubt that God is going to answer this prayer request of yours, James chapter 1, probably shouldn't expect to receive anything. 
from the Lord in prayer. I don't like that one. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I would like to get some more encouragement here. No problem. We'll, we'll get there. There are other reasons, friends, that prayers go unanswered or get delayed. But no faith, probably no answered prayer. Just repeated teaching of the New Testament. Okay, just to recap before we move on and fix, fix our, our challenges here. Most people think that the reason that their prayers go, are delayed or go unanswered is because of God. It's not God's will. But friends, it's God's stated will that pretty much all of your prayers get answered. He wrote that down many times and in many places, just that clearly. In black ink and in red ink, right? He put it everywhere. Anything you ask, as long as it's not evil, will be done for you. Our lack of expecting big prayers to be answered is probably the biggest reason why we see so little answered prayers in our life. It's not the only reason, but now we find ourselves in a problem, having a problem. Because if our faith is low, and then our prayer goes unanswered, it just reinforces that, right? And so then we go into our next prayer request where we didn't have the last one answered with low faith. And then that low faith brings about low chance of answer. And then we're in this vicious cycle. Okay, that, the last couple prayer requests didn't answer. So my faith and expectations low. It better be low. I don't want to get disappointed. And so I wanna, don't want to get my hopes up. And so I keep my faith low. And then sure enough, it goes unanswered, and we find ourselves in this vicious cycle. In fact, it is so bad, this cycle that we're in, when, when a prayer actually does get answered, we're like, what? Unbelievable, I got a prayer answered. So shocking. It should be the opposite, though. It should be the opposite. So how do we break out of this self-fulfilling cycle of low faith leading towards low-answered prayer, which cultivates low faith, which cultivates more low chances of, of answered prayer? I want to talk about how to break that cycle so we can get back to praying with the faith that the Bible says we need. So we can get back to praying with the faith that the Bible says we need in order to see answered prayers go way up in our lives. But first, how to not how to not see your faith grow up or go up? Keep guarding your heart. That's, that's, that's how you're not going to get there. I'm going to guard my heart. I'm going to guard my hopes. I can't handle being disappointed. So I'm going to protect my heart and I'm not going to really, I'm not going to be fully, fully, fully expecting. I'm going to protect my heart from disappointment. That's, you're not going to get there with that kind of, that's not faith. That's, that's what doubt looks like. There, there's also this mindset, I'll believe it when I see it. That's, called, that's saying, I don't believe it now. It's just the same thing. I don't believe it. It's not praying with faith. When it comes to our heart posture towards faith, our prayer request needs to be all in. Our, our whole being, guys, has to be like, I believe this is going to be happening. I believe this prayer request is going to be answered. Entirely believing, expecting that God is going to do what the Bible says he's going to do and answer our prayer. So how do we move from here, low expectation, to, to high expectation when it comes to our prayers? Good news, it's not that hard. It's actually pretty simple. It's very quick to cultivate um, higher, high-level expectation when it comes to answered prayer. And I'm going to give you five 
biblical, very biblical anchor truths that you can dig into, that you can hold on to, which you can hold before Jesus when you're bringing your prayers before him, where, which will keep your expectancy very, very high. The short answer is believe the Bible. That's all I'm going to be asking you to do. Just be like, okay, the Bible says this. Okay, God, the Bible says this, and I'm going to believe it. I'm going to base my whole heart on this, my expectation that this is true. Okay, that's, that's the short answer. But here's the longer answer. Number one, anchor your faith in God's eagerness. His eagerness to answer your prayer requests. There's lies about that. A lot of people believe that God is hesitant or, or just like begrudging. Like, like he doesn't have an eagerness towards your prayer requests. No, no, no. He has an eagerness. That is the biblical perspective when it comes to God and your prayer requests. I, I've shown you passages in black, white, and red when it comes to the Bible here telling us exactly what God's feelings and posture is towards your prayer requests. He wants to answer them all. That's what he wants to do. It's God's will that he answers them all, says Jesus, says John 50 years later. As long as it's not evil, he's gonna, he wants to answer your prayers. Faith is actually believing that God wants to answer your requests. Choosing to believe the Bible here when it comes to prayer. This is where we believe the Bible, not our experience, and our experience which has been tainted by years and years of low faith. Okay, that's number one. Number two, anchor your faith in God's promise to answer all your requests. This may seem like a small step, but it's a significant step worth noting. Not only is God eager, but basically through Jesus, he promises to answer everything. As long as it's not against his will, everything we ask in Jesus' name. That's not one passage. That is so many different passages. You're seeing them more and more as we go through this study. You can anchor your faith. You can lift up your Bible and say, God, you promise as long as it's not evil, as long as it's not against your will, to answer this, and I'm, I'm, I'm holding this up to you. May your promise to me be true. You can anchor your faith in that. That's number two. Number three, you can anchor your faith in knowing what God is like when it comes to answered prayer. What is he like? He's generous. He's generous. He loves giving good gifts. He, some people are like, oh, I don't need this, so God probably won't give it to me. Really? Look, like, God loves giving gifts. Like, if, if my kids come up to me and say, Dad, can, can I have chocolate? I'm like, you don't need that. So you will never get chocolate from me ever in your life. No. No, I like chocolate. So, of course, let's all have chocolate. <laughs> let's get lots. Let's get lots. Uh, and um, let's get some for tomorrow and for the rest of the month. So, you know, it's, it's not a hard prayer request, but it's not a need, right? It's not a need. Matthew 7, this reveals what God is like. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Now, I know that some of you are wrestling with this series because you have so much disappointment in the, in the area of unanswered prayer. I'm going to ask you, you've got to, you've got to push through that. You've got to push through that. We're, we're going to stand, base our whole lives on the Bible. And if our, Bibles, if, if our lives aren't lining up for the Bible, we, we have to say why. Now, this, this prayer stuff, this is only one piece. There are a few other pieces. But we need to, we need to be, like, resolved and set to our, putting our disappointments. We can bring those to Jesus' feet, but to pick up intentionally. 
the truth of the Bible and stand on it with our lives and our emotions. And the door will be open for you for everyone who is awesome. No. Again, it's so just out there, guys. You don't have to be Captain Godly. If you are Captain Godly, I do have some prayer requests I want you to send up for me. But for everyone who asks, receives. And the one who seeks, find. And the one who knocks, the door will be open. Who among you, if a, his son asks him for bread, will give him a stone? Guys, this is what Jesus keeps teaching over and over again. Or if he, lacks, he asks for a fish, will give him a snake. If you then who are evil, thank you Jesus for highlighting that once again, uh, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give good things to those who ask him. It doesn't say good needs. Good things. Okay, more than any human being, your heavenly father knows how to give good gifts to those who would ask. And maybe we have not because we ask not. That's not this series. Um, I guess if I'm going to add that bit, we'll start asking. Okay, I'll just, I'll, there we go. Assuming we're asking, God is generous. He loves to give good things. It's bit very biblical. Number four. Anchor your faith in knowing how God feels about you. He loves you. Do we get that yet? God genuinely loves you. He wants good things for your life. He has a, a massive amount of affection for you. He has brought you into his own family. He's adopted you. He's brought you in. He loves it that you're in his family. And he, and he loves being generous to his children, which includes answering prayers. The Bible is... is Clear about many things, but it is extra clear when it comes to answered prayer. Believe good things about God. Believe his heart for you. Number, four, number five, anchor your faith in answering the question, why should God answer this prayer? Brian, this comes up every time. I know. Um, I want to bring a few more layers to this for you to power up this answer in your prayers. In this study here, what could go on this list? Why should God answer this prayer? Because God promises everything according to his will. But there's a promise here, God. Because you say, if I ask in Jesus' name everything, as long as it's not evil, okay. That's why you should answer this prayer. You, you promise. Number two, because you, you're asking for something to move more towards God's ideal. This situation, this is more of your ideal, God. So, this is towards your ideal. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Why else? Well, we saw in John 14, 14 at the beginning there. Why should you answer this prayer? Because the Father is glorified in Jesus when prayers are answered. Father, so that you get glorified in Jesus. That's a, he, loves, he loves that reason. Those are just reasons for, for God to answer the prayers. Okay, family. The Bible says everything we ask. And so our faith should be off the charts. Our faith should be off the charts. We need to break out of the cycles of doubt. And that takes intentionality because doubt always proves itself. Doubt proves itself when it comes to unanswered prayer. We're not going to break free from the cycle of, of low faith sitting back until a prayer is answered. 
We need to grow our faith intentionally by looking at the Bible and, and believing with all our hearts that what the Bible says is truly true. That's the only way to grow our faith. Now, I know that there's other factors, and we're going to be talking about them. But for us in our generation, in our culture, this is one of the biggest reasons for unanswered prayer. Very, very low faith leading to very, very low quantities of answered prayer. Let's break the cycle. Okay, I've got a picture for us today. Yep. That is not me. Have you ever tried to do a flip in the water? You ever tried to do a flip in the water? I have many times, and my confession is... I have never been successful, which is, which is um, you should laugh at me for that. Uh, I, I'm, I grew up in the water, basically. I was on a swim team, always in the water. I, I, was, I did lifeguard training, I was certified as a lifeguard at two different points in my life, like very much in the water. I, I even took a diving class, a diving class that had a week dedicated to learning how to flip. Okay? I have given this a lot of, of effort, and so far, my flips are flops. And, and I know what my problem is. I, I have it mostly right, but then my legs freak out. So, like, I jump up, maybe off the diving board, maybe I'll throw my arms forward, I'll tuck my head, but instead of bringing my legs in, they go out. And as a result, pain. And I, I've experienced a lot of this in, in my life. I, I, I flop instead of flip. I might really like the idea of doing flips, but I'm never going to be successful at it until I get all of me on board. My head, which is there. My arms, which are there. My legs. I've got to join the team. I've got to bring those up. When it comes to doing a flip, you've got to be all in in order this to work. And the same is true with faith and prayer. You can't hold back in your heart one bit of it, one part of it. You can't try and protect your heart from disappointment and pain when it comes to this. You need to be all in, fully expectant, let all of your expectation go there. What if it doesn't get answered? I will be crushed. That's the kind of, that's what you need to go. You need to risk your heart on the prayer request. And you just need to go for it or, it, or you're going to flop. You're going to flop. If you hold back, you're going to flop. But, but those who pray and let themselves choose to believe what God says about prayer, they will see victory after victory, success after success. Now, there's going to be some flops along the way because this is not the only factor. There are many other factors, but that's not going to wreck their faith. It's not going to wreck their faith. It's going to become their training. Okay, God's will is in alignment here. My faith is all in. So now what do I need to do? Now where does my prayers need to go? Okay, that's what we're going to be talking about for the next couple weeks. But I know some of you have flopped so many times on, on prayer requests. You're like me, never wanting to do a flip again. Never wanting to give it another try. It's just too painful. It's just too painful. When it comes to prayer, guys, uh, it's time to go back to diving school. Diving into prayer, 
diving into the Bible, diving into all these things, relearning the basics, believing in them again, and giving it a wholehearted go. If you start to get this one right, this whole faith thing right, you will see a big increase in answered prayers in your life with getting this one right. This one's a big one. And so, here's how we're going to grow on that this week. Challenge. I want you to read Mark 11. <clears throat> this is the one I read earlier about the mountain thrown in the sea. Mark 11, 22 through 24, and James 1, 5 through 7. That's the wisdom one, lacking wisdom, believing, not doubting. I want you to read those each day before praying for your big prayer requests. Okay, put on faith and then pray your prayer with all your heart, all in. You're going to have to go to the Bible and you're going to need to force your heart and your expectations to be in line with the Bible. That's what I'm asking you to do. And to not let your experiences and your disappointments and those pains, you bring those to Jesus, I have these pains and disappointments. And then you step forward and you're like, okay, I am going to choose to be expectant here. I'm going to go for it. I'm going to pray for us um, because I know that this takes faith, but also the Bible tells us that God gives faith. Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask for an outpouring of audacious faith over our church, over every single one of us when it comes to prayer and daring to believe that you are the God who still hears prayers and answers like the Bible says, like Jesus said several times, like is the testimony of the entirety of the New Testament about your character, about your nature, about everything. Holy Spirit, bless us with great faith great faith so we can break out of these cycles and see your breakthrough in our lives and in the people's lives all around us. Bless us with faith in Jesus' name. Amen.